Go. Hey! I resemble that statement! Okay, well... Yeah, you sound like you have like granola bits in your maw. Hey guys, happy to be here. Wow, things are exciting in FEMA Camp Eight. Eight? How's everything going over there? Eight? No bones. You can't give your location, can you? You can't give your location, can you? Yeah, well, hope everything's holding up. I'm from FEMA, FEMA Camp. Zone I'm in yeah. FEMA FEMA Camp Three, so but things are holding up so far. So, so what do you want to dig into today? It's been a very busy week in the news, and there's a lot going on. Yeah, well, listen, let's. Uh, you know, I always like to kick it off with a little lighter banter, as you know, for the first couple. I'm always very fascinated with your. Uh, card-carrying membership of the NAMLA organization known as the Catholic Church, and I think if you reminded me, you were at a Catholic getaway yesterday? I was. I was. Tell me, about, tell, tell me more about that. What was that all about? So, um, Steve's the secular heathen member of this podcast, and I'm the conservative Christian member of the podcast, so, um, and as I'm, as Steve calls Catholics, Catholicism uh, NAMLA, I call it um, getting right with God, and uh, so I'm going to be leading a retreat in the November time frame for the Catholic Church in my local parish. So what does that mean? It means that um, for this particular retreat, me and I think 10 other guys are giving testimonials about our faith journey, and we're talking about our activity in the church and whatnot, and we present that in November, and then the next group of folks will run the next retreat after that. It's almost like a pay it for. It's a pay it forward. It sounds horrible. And <laughs> how, did, how did you draw the, the short straw on that one? Um, I went of my own accord. Um, we were at mass, and a gentleman came up and said, "We're doing this retreat. Give it a try." My wife and three kids looked at me and said, with their eyes. You're fucking going to that. No no bones about it. Ain't no bones about it. No, they did say it was clothing optional, um, which I didn't like at first, but clothing optional for just the priests and the staff. I totally got it. No, it was it was very well done. There was nothing, no hanky panky. It was a well done production. So, um, so yeah, that's what I was doing. So we couldn't tape last night. Uh, what were you doing while I was doing that? What were you doing? I was watching the Celtics get absolutely smashed by the best player in basketball of all time, LeBron James. Interesting. So, so you were watching sports ball last I, night. I, was, I, I broke down because you know my history uh, playing basketball. Yep. Uh, also, and, uh, it's, it's, I like it as a sport to watch. Yeah. But yeah, I've always been a lifelong Celtics fan um, of the sports ball. 
and so I broke down a little bit, and I spent some time watching them. They're in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yep. And uh, it's LeBron James for anybody that does or doesn't watch basketball. I think it's his sixth consecutive uh, Eastern Eastern Conference Final, which is pretty amazing. Right, that is. That's true. And they smash the Celtics, and it looks like LeBron and crew will be going on to their sixth consecutive NBA Final, which is pretty amazing. Right, right. So, um... Definitely impressive, um, and you know I think I watched you play high school basketball, Stephen. Let me tell you, it's a crying shame that you retired. <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, oh dear! I ha- we have to. Yeah. Anyway, uh, like seven people will get that joke. My uh, that photo I I have my parents found like an old fifth grade yearbook. They just sent it to me. There's my dumb picture with spiked hair, back when I actually had hair, and it's a pretty mangy stuff. So we should probably do something with that and whatever pictures you can dig up. So, but that's neither here nor there. So now that we talked about sports ball and all like our any meathead friend that just all their life revolves around what Stephen A. Smith gives as a hot take, um. By the way, I saw him on Fox News tonight. It was weird. But then again, I saw him next to Ted Nugent. So I have to be consistent and say it was weird seeing Stephen A. Smith out of his element, but it was also weird seeing Ted Nugent out of his element. So, um, That's right. no, no, hold on. You made me think. This is, uh, I don't think we were planning for this, but another big story in the news. Fox News founder Roger Ailes passed away. That's correct. <laughs> I think he died of a broken heart. He died of a broken heart. Dude, he died of a broken heart. You know, it's it's interesting though. Is you know, is it going to is this going to create a, a vacuum of sorts for so, Republican, especially Republican uh, conservative right leaning talk radio? Right, right. Uh, what's that going to look like? Right, as the as the left is has already taken over uh, a lot of the media. Right, and I uh, and I think media. So it's going to be interesting to see. I think that's a big thing to play out. And uh, maybe you have some predictions on that. What do you think? Well, so our first episode we touched, our, our very first episode, which I think went about an hour and a half. Our we very t- first. We've only, this is our third. So. This is our third, <laughs> correct. So um, the first one, if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, please do. It's it's kind of an introductory of what we're all about, what we're looking to do. Uh, we don't want this to be something where it's two buddies just shooting the breeze. We're, we're, we're better than that. We're above that. Um, but we talk about how this whole media narrative of everything evolves. And we gave kind of a synopsis of the last 30, 40 years. And Fox News was the big Republican game in town outside of Rush Limbaugh. And if I recall, and Steve, you may recall this as well, last summer, I know Alex Jones, which we're both a big fan of, and I don't care if people don't like that. It doesn't matter. Um, He talked about how there's a soft coup going on at Fox News. And this was last summer, right around the same time the Roger Ailes stuff was starting to hit. And to be fair, I don't, I'm not one of those people who just deny, deny, deny anytime someone I like gets accused of something. Um, I think there was some type of subculture there of inappropriate advances to women and remarks. And Yeah, you know, they're using this new freaking thing on the books called sexual harassment. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, you can't call women broads. New, yeah, new thing. Uh, yeah, from women called sexual harassment. Right, they're, just, they're they're taking down all the big personalities. Right, and and next thing you know, uh, I had a feeling last summer. So we saw this start creeping up with Roger Ailes. Um, Bill O'Reilly always had a past of just 
being that dick around the office that would, you know, whatever, in his own way, whistle at girls, make yeah, advances. Make his, way, make his way into people's hands. Right, somehow. right, right. Request people to sit on his face, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and so that stuff was bubbling up. Independent of that, we had Megyn Kelly, who was in contract negotiations. She ultimately jumped ship, I believe, to NBC. Um, and, oh, by the way, has reached out to Alex Jones to be one of the first interviews. Um, but outside of that, we saw Greta von Susteren leave. Um, and, of course, we just saw Bill O'Reilly chased off the air um, last month. So behind the scenes last summer when Roger Ailes was dealing with all this stuff, um, the rumor was that Sean Hannity, Greta von Susteren, Shepard Smith, and Bill O'Reilly basically said, if Ailes goes, we go. Um, and that's basically Fox in a nutshell. If those ratings bonanza types leave, there's nothing left of Fox, which means whoever's left to pick up the pieces will be middle of the road. And fast forward to today, where we now see Toby Maguire, I mean, Rachel, Rachel Maddow dominating the ratings in her time slot. And people are like, oh my God, it's because she's so groundbreaking. No. It's because their competition's not there anymore. Um, so you're seeing the Murdoch twins, who are now getting the company after J uh, Rupert retires and passes who it on. Who are they, Ross? I don't know if it's the Murdoch twins. Who is that? So James, and I, I forget who the brother's name is. Um, they are the left-leaning sons of R uh, Rupert Murdoch, the former head of, of Fox News, uh, or whatever his title was, chairman, whatever. Um, and they are inheriting the company or inheriting the mantle, what have you. They're taking it in a more left-leaning direction. Um, Tucker Carlson, to his credit, has been a ratings cash cow, um, so God bless him, but we're seeing... Big fan of Tucker. Big fan of Tucker as well. He's libertarian light. Um, I, feel, I feel like he's, uh, he's much more libertarian light, great way to put it, and he... Uh... He asks questions rather than screaming people down and having opinions, which I always, uh, I always like. Well, yeah, he's 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 not a screamer. Um, I heard Megyn Kelly's a screamer. Um, the, the you didn't well, um, but no, he he will actually treat his uh, you know opponents with respect. There's no shouting down. There's kind of like incredulous. He does that yacht club laugh, which is kind of douchey, but whatever. Um, but, no, he, he gets it. I, I know when he's been on InfoWars before, you can tell he's kind of like a step behind. Like, Alex Jones was like, yeah, so what do you think? Like, it's a false flag. And Tucker had to, like, call a timeout. Be like, what do, you, what do you mean by false false flag? And it was kind of like, dude, are you serious? But he's learning. He's shown a commitment to learning. He's done dinner with Alex Jones and Roger Stone. Like, he gets it. So that that's, that's you know, contrast that with when Jon Stewart browbeat him and Paul Begala a couple years back on that infamous crossfire exchange. I think Tucker's done really well. Um, so here we are. Roger Ailes has passed away. He was on some type of consultancy gig with Fox, so they wouldn't necessarily cut the cord completely. I think you see Sean Hannity walk in the next year. Um, one of his other advocates there, the former president, has just left. Um, so I don't know where it leads, but it means Fox is going to start losing in the ratings. Um, it means that what we heard a year ago is starting to come true, whether contrived or legitimate because of the sexual harassment stuff. Um, so Fox News is basically done. The writing's on the wall for them. Um, and is Fox, is Fox News uh, about in the same place as the Democratic Party? 
Are they about in the same death spiral? Yes, they are in a death spiral, but they don't know they're in a death spiral. And that's the funny part. Um, I, it's weird. As someone who kind of cut his teeth with political news on Fox News before I started going to alternative media, watch it for a decade. Because, again, if you're a conservative or I'm a former Republican, but if, if that's what your status is as a, a political affiliation, the only place you could have gone was Fox News. Doesn't mean you have to defend everything they say. Hannity kind of went off the... Uh, he was just, he just wouldn't call Bush, take him to task. That kind of pissed me off about Hannity. So I stopped watching. O'Reilly, I just knew he was a dick behind the scenes. So I stopped watching. Um, and then Megyn Kelly, who I think is very intelligent. She's, you know, gifted. Um, she kind of pissed me off in the way the debates were run and everything. And she kind of made herself the focus of the show. Uh, she kept going back to some of the non-policy issues. Again, Trump didn't make it easy for her, but... So she kind of got on my 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 bad side. Um, Greta von Susteren was actually right down the middle of all of them. She was the most. You never knew what she was. I think she's a Democrat, um, but you never knew from the way she would conduct an interview. Um, and she would she just gave everyone a fair hearing, and that's all I cared about. I don't I don't like bias, but if again if you're getting a left wing bias on every other network, and Fox News is the only alternative, that's where Republicans go. Now Republicans say. Screw you, Fox News. You're going to the middle of the rail or left of center. Uh, you now have Zero Hedge, Breitbart, Drudge Report, Infowars, Gateway Pundit, all these other websites popping up. Alternative media is here to stay. And I guess, Steve, you and I are just doing our part, right? I think so. I, I, I think that, you, that was a great assessment of, you know, you just didn't have a lot of places to turn, especially for people like us in the middle, right? Because... Yep. I think that that's what pushed me and a lot of people like me kind of who are center, more center left, because we are, you know, libertarian, but more liberal in that, you know, conservative in a lot of economic things, but very, you know, liberal in the social issues. I don't give a shit who you marry. I really don't give a shit what you call yourself or allow other people to call you as long as you don't interfere and try to get people to start spending money and changing culture around it. That's right. just insanity. I, right. we'll, we'll, I think we could spend a whole podcast on that. We'll probably bring in a couple of people to interview them. Yeah. Because it's, yep. you know, not much I know about the whole culture, you know, but again, I support it in that I support anybody looking to do their own thing as long as they just don't outstretch and, uh, you know, offend, not offend, right? I guess offend's not a great word. Um, what's the word I'm looking for, Ross, a better word. Uh, impose. Impose. Impose, right? impose. impose other things and tell people they have to do things. Right? That's right. where I think the problem comes in. Yep. So, yeah, so it's a great assessment on that. Uh, and so I think that that's where a lot of people like me were kind of pushed into more of the CNNs, you know, the – you know, it's really funny. It's, it's interesting for me. Uh, people like Jon Stewart. Uh, who's the other just the king of cocks right now, Ross? Oh, uh, Colbert. Colbert, God, was he fantastic when he was doing his, you know, his satire show. And as soon as he became like who he was, what a loser. Oh, he's horrible. Well, that's the thing. So, so pro wrestling parallel, WWE owns the name, the character, the persona of its wrestlers. Much so, Comedy Central owns Stephen Colbert's Bill O'Reilly knockoff character. You knew he was a knockoff character. And the second he walked to late night, he couldn't take that gimmick with him. And his ratings suffered for it. But you see what all of Hollywood's doing. They're, they lack originality. Oh, he's not a cool guy. That's the 
that's what we found out, right? At least, I mean, he's not cool. He's not funny. He's not cool. What he's good at, like a lot of these other people that are, you know, on these shows I used to watch or these personalities I used to enjoy, is that you know they're they're bullies. They're they're, yep. in, they're in some way they're they're a big bully. Yep. Yep. Because they kind of crazy to say, right? It's a big reason why I've personally dug my heels in in supporting Donald J. Trump. Yep. Is that you know it's very what a, what a weird thing to say and i said it to a couple people that look at me in a weird paradox but you know donald trump himself is a big bully it's one of the reasons why i fell in love with him is when he bullied fucking jeb bush right off that stage oh he bullied right? he it was, it was bullied amazing. i yeah. was so nervous that this next election we were going to get stuck with another bush dynasty yep a bush clinton clash of the but titans yeah, it, was, it was the scariest thing for me was seeing another bush get into power yep uh, or or right on the on the on the other side seeing a clinton get into power which i think is a great <clears throat> segue ross into you know that election time uh, if you remember back, we'll bring people back. You know, remember, this is, you know, about, what, 13 candidates on the Republican side uh, standing on those debate stages. And, you know, I think this was about February, January, February of 2016, right? Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> it was really interesting to remember back then, uh, Donald J. Trump had no shot at – it was a joke, right? And the, the media, everyone from the media, personalities, uh, it was just a big joke, him even being there. Well, you remember you remember the clip of Ann Coulter on Bill Maher, um, and she, they asked – uh, Yes, I just watched that the other day, and she was deadpan serious saying, I think that this guy's got it, what it takes, and he's yep. got you know this, and I think that he's going to be the nomination. And right, right. and everyone – laughed at her and i was so i it, i actually gained a lot more respect and i put her in my fan category even though i've been against her my entire life yep just because again the courage that it took for this woman to get patronized by every single live audience member bill maher the entire cast yep. she stood there to her credit oh she's good with that stuff base. she's fantastic she goes on the view and just like i mean she'll say some pretty uh, she went like she got inappropriate talking about like single moms and that was kind of not cool. But for the most part, she's on point. She doesn't need Joyless Behar squawking at her like the pigeon she is. You know, Whoopi Goldberg is a dingbat just like Maxine Waters. They just they can't hang with her and she's brilliant and she's not she's unapologetic. And her and Bill Maher are good friends. But when she's on that show, she doesn't back down. You hear the seals clapping in the crowd because it's a liberal audience, just like it is with Colbert. Um, and they just don't know what to do with her. So that's why, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I like seeing bullies go against bullies and just seeing who wins. So with that said, yeah. <laughs> taking a big hit of marijuana. <laughs> oh, God, that's good. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good thing to say on the show. Yeah, you know where I am right now, Steve. I'm in my closet upstairs in my master bedroom. Um, I'm not masturbating. I'm just. That's a little. That's way too personal. My marijuana thing is one thing. You're masturbating. Master bedroom closet. I'm not masturbating. So hold on. I was making a transition because you know I'm setting the stage, bringing us back. I wasn't masturbating. One thing to point out. Yeah, yeah, we believe it. One thing to point out was that stage, right, in that time period and watching, you know, watching, uh, you know, Trump making his move, right, think of it like a horse race, and he starts picking what these people off. Yep. Well, okay, now I'm, mas- now I'm masturbating. 
<laughs> just kidding. And, you know, it was interesting to watch that happen uh, and to watch everything shift and to watch kind of, you know, the media people kind of perking up and changing their stories a little bit. It's also really interesting to note for those that don't know and why this is such an interesting story in, its, in itself is that Donald J. Trump is not a Republican. No. He used the Republican. He had seen, you know, what independence had gone through uh, you know, and how this is really, you know, people have heard the two-party system, but, you know, I don't know if you know, but not you, Ross, but people know the Dem- the, the DNC the, and the RNC, those are both private organizations that run everything from the debates that we all see on television to a lot of the balloting, and so it's, it's they, they've made it where it's almost virtually impossible at this point to be a third-party candidate and not only get on the ballots in different states, but more importantly, get on those debate stages where everyone in America is going to tune in through the radio or through television or through the internet to watch you, right? Right. So, you know, it, it, you already saw Donald Trump being very being very smart to this whole thing and knowing that he was going to be really a third-party kind of independent candidate, really more liberal and democratic in a lot of his beliefs if you go back and watch a lot of the stuff he did throughout the 80s if you remember you know donald trump in the 80s used to take out advertising full page ads in major newspapers across the country going after ronald reagan this is ronald reagan the idol of the the republican party and i don't think people remember this right that this is so interesting if you're if you're actually willing to you know kind of reset if you're on the other side and so frothing at the mouth to get at this guy he has actually a lot of the same ideas and values that you know we believe in as libertarians and more liberal on the social side than actual classic republicans do where he actually stole their ticket and ran to win right right? and it's so important for people to understand that go check it right go check go look at those advertisements and what he fought reagan over and he did. He went toe to toe with Reagan all throughout the eighties. See, I hadn't, I hadn't been aware of that. That's actually, I'm impressed by that. You should be, uh, and it is. It's impressive. You know, here's this, you know, here's this private business person that's very confident in what he's doing. Yeah, he's cocky. Yeah, he's a lot of things. He's a throwback, right, to just different generations. He reminds, you know, people like us in our mid thirties, probably more of our grandparents, right, in, in, mm-hmm. in some of the ways that, that they act. Uh, you know, I, I think of him as everyone. I think of him as everyone's racist, mildly racist grandfather. Like you, you, you love the mildly racist grandfather, but you're kind of like grand grandpa. You can't be saying that, you know. And you're not proud of it, but you still love the person. And and while I don't necessarily love Donald Trump, um, I get. Yeah, see, I, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna go ahead and disagree with you, right? I don't think the word that mildly racist, uh, you know, maybe the grandparent, like I already made that analogy, but not the mildly racist grandparent, right? I, I don't see it that way. I see it more, I think it's incorrect. I, no, you know, let me, let me correct that. Let me correct that. He's the one that, you know, you'll hear the occasional relative 20 years ago refer to. incorrect. Right. He'll, he'll, he'll call the Asian person oriental. He'll use the word orient and you're kind of like, dude, you can't say that. Doesn't mean he hates Asian people. I think that you still have that in your brain, right? And we, we think that a lot. But I, I'm done with all of that. That's what led us down this path and what's seen you, the madness that's going on from the from the liberal left. Mm-hmm. We call it the fascist left. The right? fascist they left. Become, they become the fascist left. 
Yep. You know, and it's 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 really that that's what it is, Ross, is that people are afraid of what they're saying or they can't. You know what? If some if, if you're using the term oriental, right, and somebody who's oriental has a problem with that, they'll come up and tell you. Yep. Leave yep. that. Yep. Yep. Right? They, to not use it because it, come on, man. Like that that to me, that's over. That right. that shit's all over for me. Yep. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, so you know, so you know, we, we, I was, you know, let's go back to you know where I was going with the whole, you know, pointing out a couple really important factors, uh, you know, and sliding over into, you know, I really believe that Donald J. Trump was a more of a quote unquote Democrat that then you know put on the Republican outfit to go win an election. Because mm-hmm. remember, it was Hillary's turn. It was it was Hillary's turn. Yep. So again, great transition into, um, you know, the Democrats who is, as we all saw the media, you know, Hollywood, all of these institutions, right. Uh, college educated professors, X, Y, Z, they had already anointed Hillary Clinton as president. Right. Yep. So what was really interesting is once all of these people anointed them and, you know, others who had a lot of information that were really upset about some of the things that were happening, they had uh, a staffer working for the DNC and his position working there was in IT, right? And IT is working within the technical uh, computer side, the networks that are established, you know, that connect a lot of the computers where files are stored domains are kept email is you know routed etc and his name was seth rich yep and seth rich was uh murdered very shortly after uh many of uh podesta's and the dnc's emails were leaked to wikileaks and it was speculation and part of his you know a lot of people know that people don't give up sources in the media wikileaks is just a different form of media than say the new york times or cnn right it's just a new age form so you're never going to get julian assange their leader to come out and say yes seth rich was our leaker where we got all this information and this is critical right not only it's very ironic that this guy seth rich who is walking through Georgetown, right? Not Baltimore, not yep. Chicago. He's walking through Georgetown yep. on a cobblestone street, yep. and he gets shot twice in the back, and the police call it a robbery, yet nothing's taken off the guy. Right. So, and he was priced know, out. His On his person was 2,000 of jewelry, watch, rings, uh, money, uh, all this other stuff. So, you know, very interesting point to look at, right? So you have the leak happen of these emails that are very damaging. And, is you know, a lot of people point to this being a huge thing about why Hillary Clinton lost, although we know it's because she was just a horrible candidate, yep. amongst other reasons. Yep. But that was a big reason why. And more importantly, this is a direct connection to the Russian narrative that is continually pushed 100-plus days later since yep. the election of them tampering with the election, including the kicker hacking into these emails, the DNC emails, who they've been blaming since then. Yep. And so what does this all mean? It can mean a lot, right? But yep. So 
why don't you get into and, and explain in your mind what you think this means? So let me let me layer onto the Seth Rich stuff as well because that I mean I have a lot of friends. Well, we both share friends that are probably thinking, um, and we can't do names here, but you know, oh, this is all conspiracy theory. Um, but yeah, but oh, but uh, you know that's tinfoil hat. But please, let's go talk about the Russian hacking, which it's not tinfoil because we're the we're the thought leaders, we're the intellectual elite. Ross, whatever happened in this country, right? And this is so fucking frustrating about innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, exactly. Right? So, like everything about Russia, and we've been hearing about it now for a hundred plus days. There's not one fucking concrete thing these assholes can point to. It's just collusion. Right? And it's every it's every. It's all these buzzwords that they get from their, you know, from their mainstream, lamestream media sources. It is. So if you look at every every chump that they've been, every puppet they've been putting up, Schumer, Maxine Waters, Adam Schiff, um, every other person that when they're confronted, do you have concrete evidence that Russia hacked the election, interfered in the election, got involved with Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, was the source of the WikiLeaks? The answer is always no. So what they... By the way, can we point out one other thing, which is so funny, and, and this is why, you know, going back and tying back why this, why the Democratic Party is going into, is, is in the toilet bowl and they're in a, a death spiral. Because when, you know, as we're, as we're proving, I'm not proving, but as we're pointing out, uh, and as they're going to prove... Russia was not the weaker here. It was their own party. So right. there's egg on the face immediately as this is becoming more of a story and they're going to be no choice to pick this up. Right. So so is it a coincidence that we taped our second episode on Tuesday, I believe, um, right at, before the Seth Rich stuff hit, before, before the Comey stuff hit, we were dealing with, oh, Trump supposedly shared secret information that was classified with Russia, which signs are pointing to, to being related to laptop bombs that could be used, which were declassified. This was known in the papers in March and April. Um, so, do you, do you know? And uh, we we can point to the to the section in the you know where where it actually is a law that the president can declassify any information that he deems he can he, he can and and quite frankly. I don't even have to think. I don't even think we have to rely on that part because Russia has a recording of the conversation. The White House Oval Office has a recording of the conversation. Trump knew this was going to happen. That's why he put that tweet out the other day. Um, so, going back here, I think um, you know they they that that I don't want to play the card because I know R Richard Dixon had that infamous quote where he said it's 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 okay when the president does it. You know, it's not a, it's. It's not breaking the law when the president... I don't want to use that defense because I don't like that defense. I don't think I have to even go there because I don't think Trump did anything wrong. If you're, if you're, So Israel gave intelligence to the U.S. The U.S. then said with the Russians, oh, by the way, there's likely going to be laptop bombs used. We have evidence that this is something that they're going to try to use in, you know, with ISIS. They've done the whole truck ramming stuff. I think the next thing is laptop bombs. Be on the lookout for that. If that's classified information, like the, the, everything needs to be, you know, impeachment worthy. That is not impeachment worthy. That is common knowledge. That was stuff that was in local papers, every national newspaper saying, oh, by the way, it now appears ISIS is going to try laptops to blow stuff up. Yeah, Th listen, listen, listen. Let's, let's put a pause on the more of the informational stuff and 
let me ask you a question. What what is the end game, right? What what are these people thinking when they're when they're creating these narratives and making these, you know, non-stories into stories and, and using, you know, divide and conquer uh, as a way to, you know, as an ends to a mean, right, yep. Ross? Like, yep. what, 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 is, what is it? What's going on? So, so here, let me, we have a couple balls in the air right now, so I want to make sure I don't lose track, but let me answer this immediate question and then we'll go back to the Seth Rich piece. What, and I can use this as an example with a, a well-informed colleague of mine, where I walked through... Uh, she had sent me a list from the Washington Post. There was like this web, this graphic, infographic web of Russian acquaintances. And here's the web. And I debunked it in three minutes because it they're not trying. Journalism is dead. They're not trying. So what oh, it basically... Ross, Ross, yeah, Ross, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Stop for a second. Forget journalism. Talking about just like people that we grew up with. We all have the same experience, right? Down yeah. in this beautiful town... And I would say that we are very much in the minority when it comes to being centrist about this whole thing. Yep. Which is weird because we grew up in one of the few... That's what I'm saying. Like, what, what is it, right? That's what I'm trying to dig out. Yeah. What, but wait, well... what is it that... Where, where was the road that split where these people are just, like, buying into these narratives and it's okay to, to judge and, and to convict people before... You know, it, 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 they've been proven to do something with evidence because they feel like it. Right? You, well, you know what? You know what when, happened? When did, feelings, when did feelings take the place of uh, replacing? Well, that it? that goes back to what I was. Exp- that's what I what goes back to what I was explaining. So they lost their fucking minds November eighth, and you know, I'll I'll admit, you and I were getting in a pissing match in November of twenty twelve, the night of the election. I was pissed because I wanted Romney to win and you wanted Obama to win and I was heartbroken. <laughs> and it was funny because we... The guy with the magic underwear to win. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and, but we laugh about it now because we're like, we have humility and we can make fun of ourselves. The elite left that was the Hillary supporter, they can't make fun of themselves. They're the ones that are uptight. They were told there's a 98% chance that Hillary wins. You and I behind the scenes were saying, no, we think Trump's going to win. He's pulling ahead of her in key states. They didn't want to hear that. It's fake news. That's info wars. Well, That's fake. We were, apparently we were paying attention in civics class when they were talking about the electoral college. Right. <laughs> right. Kind of an important part of the whole thing. It is. So they, they'll, 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 they'll ejaculate and rub their nipples saying that, oh, California, New York was a 6 million vote margin for, for Hillary. But that's not how we've ever elected presidents, and you know that. But the intellectual elites that they claim to be get exposed as ignorant very quickly because they think with their heart and not their brain. So going listen, back to— Listen, this is—I w- I want to ask you this, and, and this is going along with—this is important for me to figure—I'm I'm trying to figure this out, right? Because, again, we all grew up in the same place. I, I look at these same seemingly people that we did, and there's one difference for me, at least, right, is that I didn't go off to college and go to one of these—you know, what is it? it? It's something ridiculous where we grew up, right? Some 80% of people go to college, yep. right? That's, yep. that's stupid. Maybe higher. Yep. Right. So I wasn't one of those people. I didn't. I was. I was in the other side. So you know, one of the things that I turn to and look at to answer my own question is going. Oh, uh, most of these people definitely went and, and got indoctrinated when they went to one of these colleges that they all went to. Yep. Because that's one of these things that I, I'm seeing as a as a connector, as a, as a tying in. Now you went to Fairfield, yep. which is a very nice school. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of it. Jesuit uh, institution. Yeah, yeah, yeah yep. you know, and I'm sure a lot of the same people 
talks. <laughs> yeah, yep. No, yeah, it was every douchebag, every douchebag guy that was too cool for school somehow ended up there. Um, yeah, I'm sure a lot of them are, are, are probably in that camp. So, like, what, what, why did you, right? So, we, right, so why, what, maybe does that, do you debunk my theory, or do you think I have something to the theory about the educate, the higher, edu higher quote unquote education? Um, no, there was definitely, so, you know, you go from, you go from, it's not as political leaning in high school and elementary school, obviously, but as you go to college, I went to, <laughs> I, Yes, yes, but he he's one of the sharper ones, and and I'd like to get him on one of these days. Um, we will. Um, but no, when I went to school, it was it was Jesuit University. So I know you don't know this, but the Jesuits are kind of like the crazy left wing uncle of the Catholic faith. They have little subsects: Dominicans, Franciscans, Jesuits. Pope Francis is a Jesuit. They practice liberation theology. It's borderline communism. That's the kind. Jesuit. 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 Are they? Are they like, uh, like, a, like a, their own Martin Luther sect, right? Where they kind of broke off from the classic Catholic Church? Is that what you're telling me? It's they're kind of like the Bernie Sanders of the Catholic faith. They're like the the crazy. Yeah, they, they're. I, I wouldn't say they're crazy, but they're the they're the most left wing of every subsect of Catholicism. So they. So so if if you believe in this type of thing or this type of guy, which I actually do believe that there was a historical Jesus, I didn't think he was a dude like you and I that probably wouldn't sit in here with me smoking pot, right? Hanging yeah. out with me. No. So they're more they're more really like Jesus, uh, who would give his shirt off his back and walked around and used to chase, uh, you know, the money lenders out of the temple. Yeah. So crazy, right. So he, <laughs> he it was basically so liberation theology, and I didn't really pay attention to the liberation theology piece. I got the gist of it and was like, no, thank you. Um, but it was, you know, it, there was a certain Marxist communist element of it, and I didn't necessarily like that. Um, as far as what Jesus would do, I don't think he'd favor any of the three major sects of Catholicism. But neither here nor there. Um, it was some of the same people we would have gone to high school with went to Fairfield. Uh, uh, not necessarily this, the same type of people, affluent community, going to an affluent you, school. Hold on, let's pause, let's pause this again. So let's actually go down another rabbit hole. Could you ever see yourself changing your religion? No. Not at this point. There's nothing. There's no fucking moment, right? There's no uh, big bang that would happen that could change your mind. So I always saw myself politically I could change if I was a compelling argument. Um, I've never had Christianity reinforced since I got my first communion. Um, so I've been kind of, I could have been a free agent, but I chose not to. I've had my moments of doubt, but I kept coming back. Whereas... When you and I talked politics, I had my moments of doubt, and I never went back. Isn't so, that, isn't that isn't that dangerous though? Like, I think we've talked about this before, and it still baffles me when I hear somebody say that. Like, isn't that super dangerous? What makes you different than someone like ISIS besides the obvious beheading thing? Yeah, well, da dangerous, and and I'm gonna call you out. Dangerous is kind of a cuck word. It's something that like I would expect like Chuck Schumer to say when he wants to look like he's he's feigning scared. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's it's dangerous what you've just said. You know that I don't. See, I'm not a dangerous person. I'm also on Lexapro, so I don't really get temper tantrums. Um, but no, uh, danger is kind of like the wrong word. Um, I just, my, I'm like you when it comes to, you know, sexual orientation and stuff like that. Do your thing, but just keep it, keep it in your little silo. 
You know, like to, if yeah, you're. of blind faith right that that's what's always gotten me about one of the things that's gotten me about religion besides the whole pedophilia thing right that's just as which we're on we're aligned with the pedophilia thing i mean I, i'm not like a uh i you when i was back as an establishment republican i used to also be like well you know they're they're helping the priests move to a different area so that they can start over blah, 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 blah. no fucking send them to the moon light their ass well, on fire and how do we get here from Seth Rich? How do we get here from Seth Rich? Listen, we're going to get back to Seth in a minute, okay? God, bless, God rest his soul. God, yeah. God, you hear that, Ross? Good. So that, there's hope my, for you. That, that's my being brought up in a church uh, that, that got beat into me and never took, or never left. But, you know, going back to this, Ross, blind faith. Isn't it one of the most dangerous things in the world to have that? Um. It, could be but it could also not be like i i don't <laughs> you could be a blind faith through the eyes of a, an atheist an agnostic a muslim a christian you see all goods and bads of each blind faith in hitler who was occultic blind faith in stalin who was an atheist blind faith in mao who was an atheist like i i don't blind faith could mean many different things this is not me i think it's in history we've seen it just lead to nothing nothing good what religion or i think both i think blind faith which is you you really have only seen it in things like religion but you've also seen it in things like politics right let's tie it back to what we talk about you have blind faith you know look at a lot of these people i think they have blind faith and they cnn and all of these things and they literally watch this stuff and their favorite personalities like maddow and they just regurgitate it yep yep and i'm not trying to pivot here just, because but, they have ross because they have the same blind faith that you have that can't be shook right no matter what evidence is shown them they can't be shook that is fucking dangerous, bro. Eh. That's dangerous. I'm not seeing the dangerous part, though. Like, dangerous well, again, to... Let's tie it into the politics. Do you think what, what the, the road that these people, the leftist fascists, are bringing us down, you don't think that's a dangerous road that we're starting to travel down now, right now? It's dangerous to the extent that if, it's, if I don't agree with you, I won't take it to the ballot box. I'll force you into submission and kick you out and shut you up. That's the part that's dangerous, the shut you up part. And if when you know when when my religion did that in the you know Inquisition, that wasn't cool. When there was you know hanky panky and the well, last. Hold on. So listen. So here we go. So remember the question I asked you: What would it take for you to change your religion? And you know, change and quit is a one and the same, or cousins. So if they brought back, because you've even admitted that your religion has done something like this before, if they brought it back, which isn't out of the question, would you? Would you quit your religion? If I got compelling evidence that everything I believe in is a lie, then yeah, that would be up for review, yes. No, 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 no. So those are two different things. Let's unpack both, right? So not that You hijacked me for this podcast so you could talk about this very topic. I know not, you. Well, listen, not, not that you believe that, but, but more, more on if, if your religion started doing something nasty again, like the Inquisition, right? Like started killing people in the name of X or enslaving people because the name of Y or you see, you see what I'm saying? Like doing things, <laughs> fuck Christ, Ross, 
raping kids and passing them off to fucking other churches and allowing them to rape other kids. Well, that's horrible. Yeah, but that's not that's right, not a but it wasn't, that's, that's the thing that, that drives me nuts is uh, you know about the, the 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 believers like you is that at what fucking point do they have to to cross the boundaries of complete craziness before you would turn in your card and go not for me. I'm out. <laughs> if it was part of the if the Bible actually said, you know, it's okay if you want to molest a kid here and there and touch their butt, tickle it if you want. Like that's I'd check out. But that do you think honestly, do you think Jesus looks down and sees this and was like, "Hey, wait a minute. That's not what I said." No, what? I understand. So but, but so okay, but you're making my point for me though. So okay, but so the the religion, the sect, right? Cuz we talked about sects, different sects, not SEX, SECTs, different sects of religions. Why do you choose the one that that does those things? Why don't why don't you choose the one or say you know what? I don't need this church. I don't need this institution to have my faith. So what if I? So okay, play it out. So what if I left the Catholic Church today, became a Lutheran or a Methodist or Episcopalian? Would that satisfy the? That would satisfy your, you know, the pedophilia thing for you? Because I'm still gonna believe in Jesus. I'm still gonna. No, no, that's heavy, but I'm saying, so say, say, say I go to a branch of Christianity that has been pretty pure, there's no, you know, there's no... Yeah, they, listen, there, there are ones, right, that allow uh, the, the men to marry, they allow female priests or fucking whatever they call them. Yeah, yeah, so, so whatever, whatever, whatever one that could be the, the most, you know, the purest Ross, as far... you know what that is? Yeah, yeah, you know what that would be called? You know what that would be called, Ross? That would be called a libertarian church, and you know what? Yes, I would be fucking way proud of you if you actually took the bold move of doing something like that. The libert, like where, well, so where is it? Does it exist? Yeah, they do, they do, yes. I, I have a couple very religious friends that know way more about the actual technical different sects, and there are ones like that that exist, for sure. Okay, well, tell me about it. Send me this stuff on the side instead of blindsiding me on a fucking podcast. Oh, yeah, that's where it's the good stuff, though. So, listen, yeah, we should actually talk about this more on a podcast. You know what we'll do? We'll bring in a couple of those people and we'll talk no, about it. No, that's good. And, and see, this is, the, this is the thing. You can, you and I are not going to get on bad terms talking about this stuff. Normal people will start shouting at each other and not talk to each other for months and act like freaking cucks. <laughs> you and I have been, I, I, we've said some pretty crazy, I've said some pretty crazy shit to you on over phone calls before. Of course, and I've never hung up on you. I've never said, fuck that guy, fuck him. Like I, because that you and I, we can be offensive when we want to be, but we're freaking adults. And do you know how many people, Ross? Do you know how many people have either defriended me completely, or like Facebook has that unfollow thing yep. from somebody <laughs> from my friends list since Donald Trump was elected? Oh God, uh, I've. I think it's somewhere. You know, let's say I had 850 friends or 8-some-plus that, and I'm down to, like, 8-something-plus. I mean, that's, like, 50 out of uh, 800. What's the math on that math list? 50 out of 800? Wow, that's, like... Um, What's, like, 50 out of that? What's, what is that number? Let's just say 10%. Shit! Yeah. yeah. 1 in 10 said, fuck. 7% of your... 7% of you said, fuck that! He likes a... Di- <laughs> Yeah, I don't like, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing with that. I don't believe in defriending. Not that I want to talk about social media the whole time, but like, I I don't believe in defriending people because that to me, that's intellectual fascism. I can. So I, I have liberal. Well, I, think, I think it's part of what we're talking about, right? That yeah. You know, going back to the whole, if you were a conservative and you only had one option at Fox News, 
that's it, that's really dangerous, right? It's really dangerous with groupthink when you only are talking to and in your inner circle, you only keep the same fucking people that think like you. Right. I don't like echo chamber stuff, and that's oh, why. Oh my god! And, and there are so many people that we know that are like that, right? And it's like to me, if nothing else, I couldn't do that because that's so fucking boring. Yep. It's so boring. Yep. Well, that's that's the thing. I don't like, and that's why you and I turned on the establishment because. You know, you, 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 so for instance, I was on, I, I coined a phrase of my own called you're a, you're a plantation Democrat or a plantation Republican where you, you circle the wagons on the mainstream candidate. They can never do wrong. We all know people who do this where Hillary can never do wrong. Romney or McCain or Bush could never do wrong. Hell, I was plantation 15 years ago. I'm ashamed of it. But you know what? We, we our job should be to wake those people up and just, Get them to become independents. That's when we know we've been successful. Leave the plantation. Don't feel you have to defend everything Trump says, everything Romney says, everything Hillary says, everything Bernie says. It's okay. These people are friggin' politicians. They don't know, know who you I are. Know. It's, it's interesting to my, you know, going back to what I was saying about the Facebook thing, I, I talked to a couple people that I haven't talked to in a while personally, in person over the phone, but, you know, they follow me, our friends on Facebook, and I asked them, I'm like, hey, you know, would you say from the stuff that I posted, I may, I think I told you this, you know, a Republican Democrat somewhere in the middle and they would say, Oh yeah, no heavy, heavy Republican. It's like, Jesus wow. Wow. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah, Cause they don't, you, you can't even get, so what we saw this election cycle is people who didn't even necessarily endorse Donald Trump got the treatment. Tim Allen's show was successful for six or seven years. It just got the boot. And he's, they say, oh, they say Tim Allen's conservative. He's not even like a true conservative. And I don't even know if he voted for Trump. But if he shows any inkling that he I'm wants sure to get. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. Well, he probably did. And Hollywood has that, that blacklist because that's how Hollywood works too. Um, his show is now off the air. Those fucking cucks, huh, Ross? They are cuckish. You, you saw the guy that does the Dilbert, Scott Adams. Uh, he had a great, he was telling, he was on InfoWars last summer saying, he thinks Donald Trump's going to win, and there's no doubt about it because of the way he uses psychology with people. This is the part where liberals are like, yeah, he, he tricks you. Ah, you're all chumps. But he said, you know, and this was the guy that was typically a liberal, and he said, I'm voting for Hillary only because I'm too scared to vote for Trump that they're going to try to kill me or something like that. And then he eventually endorsed Trump, and he's like, because of the bully principle. And he was absolutely right. Group think times 10 with Hillary, who lost to a... Can, let me tell you, can I make a prediction right now? Yeah. I've said this before, right? There's, there's a couple things here. Number one, when, when, and this is for people on the left, if we can reach those people. If you, when you hear that the deplorables, right? Trump's deplorables, the racists, the bigots, the misogynists, that they elected him, you're wrong. Okay, it is. Even though I didn't go to college, it's educated people like us. Yep. Right. That's what needs to scare them is that it's educated people like us that you know. And there's two groups of us. There are ones that have have balls that are not afraid under any circumstance to say what we feel and and, and tell people those things. And then there are the people that they need to be worried about because they feel the things that we that we say and we feel. But they don't say it out loud in fear of, you know, whether it's fear or they just want to get along to, to get along. Go along right? to get it. They fear of reprisals. Along, along. They're doing that, 
but guess what happens? And this is what they, you know, I, I really want them to understand this because it's just truth. It's I am proud and put on Facebook that I went and voted for Donald Trump, but there are so many people that are like me, but not like me, who didn't tell anybody that they even voted, but those people went down to the poll, they went into that voting booth, and they pulled that Donald J. Trump lever, right? Yep. They pulled it, and they didn't give a two shits, because they were just fed up with all the nonsense that's been put out by the left, and just... You know, again, Hillary was a horrible candidate. Just yep. period. End yep. of story. She was horrible. And, and you know, no, they, they cheated. They cheated. They cheated. There's so many. There's so many. And, and so, so if you want to see how successful the narrative in the left's campaign is, are we talking about the content of the WikiLeaks and the DNC leaks? No, we're talking about. No, not at all. And Ross, and, and one more point to make, and now is, you know, and my prediction is because there was a lot of things I said without yep. making a prediction. The prediction is is that Donald Trump is going to win. Donald Trump's going to win again for another four-year term, and he's going to win by a bigger margin, right? You this think year, so? They, oh, yeah, that's my prediction, is that he's not only going to win for another four years, but he's actually going to he's going to be the reverse. He's going to win the popular vote, too. So, you know, and that's where it's like I tell these people, if you guys have any chance, you need to win people like me back over. Right. right. You need to win people like Ross back over. And you know what that is simply? You need to shut the fuck up and listen, yep. and you need to be able to have a talk, like a debate. It might even it, it might be a talk, and it might be cordial, but it might turn into a debate, and I might yep. offend you, and people, you might get offended. You need to be able to fucking deal with that. Yep, exactly. Like, I, don't know, I don't know if you got to go to a course for that. I don't know if you want to talk to your friends or your family and start getting in, into mock arguments with them. I don't know what it is, but it's like it's a skill set that needs to be learned, or else I'll tell you. It's going to be a lot of Prozac and Xanax for those folks for the next eight years. Yep, right? exactly, exactly. And and so so let me let me build on that. So you and I talked about Republicans needing to change in 2012. So that was so yeah. I was hysterical, gut punch for a couple of days, but then I got over it. Much like I got over the Patriots losing in the Super Bowl to the Giants twice. Um, you get over it because we're adults. I don't think the left ever got over it. Um, and for me, for me, when, when Romney lost, they, still, listen, they don't, not only they, they get old, they haven't got over it. They're still delusional enough to think that they can still put a candidate of their own in. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Yeah. It's complete. At it's, least the Republic, the, the Republicans at least got hip to the game. And actually it wasn't even the Republicans. It was the people saying, okay, Donald Trump looks like a joke candidate, but you know what? You're throwing Rick Santorum with 1990s conservatism. Mike Huckabee, the nice guy who's not going to throw a punch, like all these stiffs up on stage and no, you know, Christie, it made Chris Christie look like a, a, a friggin' nun. That's how. And then, you know, listen, that's why I wish that these, I wish that everybody that, you know, when I say everybody, the folks that, you know, we used to hang out with and we still do, but like, you know, the ones we grew up with. It's, it's hard as it is as a pill to swallow is that, remember, it, it is not about Republican versus Democrat. Stop playing sports ball with politics. Yep. It's bullshit. Yep. These people are not on your side. You are not doing yourself a favor. You're not doing anybody a favor. What it is is it's truly, it's globalist fucking pieces of garbage yep. who are trying to just dismantle this country and make it like everywhere else. And I don't know, man, but I've been to everywhere else. Like, I've traveled. I've been to Africa. 
I've been to different, it, and it's it's not the same. Like, and I don't want it to be the same. This place is fucking awesome. Yep, yep. It's awesome, and guess what? People want to come here. People yeah. want to come here still. Everybody still from around the world still wants to come to the United States. Exactly, exactly. And they want to come to, and here's the thing, they want to come to this version of the United States. They want to come to Donald Trump's version of the United States. They don't want to come to socialize fucking Bernie Sanders or, you know, the, the uh, you know, a, a, a European Union style United States. Right. 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 Go to another, there's so many other places in the world you can go and be a cock. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. You want to come to America, fucking grow up. Yep. You got to be in a, you got to be a fucking adult to be here. I, I like it. I like the enthusiasm. I like the passion. And we actually, and we cover, and just to, as a reminder, we cover in our first episode, where we think the EU is going and why they cucked out, why they're headed for a crash. You oh, know, it's horrible over there. But I, I watch videos of people over there, in the, in, and it's just gotten so bad over there for free speech and common sense. It's disgusting. Yep. I, I couldn't even imagine being over there. Yeah, I'm going over there in two I, days. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it. Fucking, I get in a fucking twenty foot boat and I pilgrim my ass over here across <laughs> the Atlantic. If I were over there, and that shit happened. You pilgrim your ass over here. I would. <laughs> okay, so so where were we? So um, we're at the one hour mark. Um, I have the stamina for another half hour. Yeah, let's keep going. Ross. Let's keep going, but I want to do this. I want to wrap the Seth Rich piece, talk about the Comey stuff before it hits. All right, all right. Get into it. Let's finish up Seth Rich. Go ahead. Okay, so I'm going to just give you a – I'm just going to spit knowledge, which your local CNN probably won't do because they'll cut out on anyone that disagrees with them and go to a commercial break. Um, That's right. And just to recap, I, I want to just point out again as a bullet point, it's, it's, it, it, if and when this is point, pulled out to be true, which we're already reporting on it, you and I are talking about it, and people are already putting that information out, it just blows the Russian narrative completely out of the water. Yes, it does. Yes, it water, does. And that's why this is so important. So, yep. anyways, go on. So, so Steve previously talked about how Seth Rich was all of his effects were on him. Botched robbery. He was shot twice. He was still alive in the back, in the back but he was still alive. Just like who gets yeah. shot in the back as a robbery? I've watched way too much TV to fucking ever see someone shot in the back during a robbery. Come on, man. Yep, exactly, exactly. And, and so what they did was. Um, all this came back in the news because we had this Wheeler guy who's an um, investigator or whatever hired by the family. And he came out and said, well, you know, while I haven't seen the 44,056 emails, I did speak to someone at the FBI or, or, or whatever the local police department. I'm sorry. And he said, we were told to stand down. But those, you know, X amount of emails, there is correspondence between Seth Rich, the head of the IT unit of the DNC, um, and communications with WikiLeaks. Now, after that... Oh, now explain, who could, get, who could get and has the power to get the D.C. police to stand down? Either the mayor, either the DNC itself... Um, now, wouldn't they, now, listen, I think you already said it, because the DNC wouldn't have that kind of juice, I don't think. But through the mayor's office, they absolutely could, and there is a connection between the DNC and the mayor, isn't there? I do believe, but I'm not as sharp on it. Um, but they're, So basically, it's, I don't think it's the local police. The local police were asked to stand down. However, the ones that asked them to stand down, it's likely someone connected between the mayor's, the mayor's office and the DNC themselves. They were all working closely. 
Um, you know, you, you don't have this happen in a police case. Usually, and, and here's the thing. The family wants closure, but they want answers too. So privately, they could probably be saying to themselves, oh my God, I think he was murdered, blah, blah, blah. Well, he was obviously murdered, but I think, you know, whatever was happening. Publicly, guess who they hired? They hired this Bauman character who is a crisis manager for the DNC. Uh, so when I see people saying, Seth Rich, fake news, the family hired, you know, the family said in a statement, well, the guy that does this, and I read the statement, it's all the very carefully slimy worded um, language of a cr professional crisis manager. And that's who this guy was. That's the family spokesman. Um, so he's creating seeds of doubt. You also go to the WikiLeaks conversation that Julian Assange has with one of the uh, interviewers over in Europe. And for, out of nowhere, the guy asks, um, what was it? Oh, I know. Okay. Out of nowhere, Julian Assange says, well, this DNC leak, you see what happened to that poor staffer over there. And the guy's like, oh, you mean the one that was, was, was robbed? That, that don't, what are you trying to say? Why would you say that? And he's like, well, let's look at what happened. And the guy's like, well, that was just a robbery. And Julian Assange is like, no, there's no finding of that. Um, Julian Assange said without saying it that he was the goddamn uh, sword. Exactly. And you can actually see his body language in the clip. And the guy says, why would you bring that up out of nowhere? And Julian Assange, he pivots and he says something like, well, because uh, we need to understand the stakes here. And he starts going off on this like, oh, shit, I've said too much. And now he has a reward of twenty five, thirty thousand to find the killer. So, what guy does that if it's not one of your your sources? And they don't want to do that because their sources will dry up if he releases who they are, obviously. Right. But his source ended up dead. So, what does it matter if he gave up that source? So that's where we are with the Seth Rich thing. And coincidentally, within a half hour of the Seth Rich story breaking wide open. We get the news story that James Comey had said that Trump uh, said he hoped that the investigation into Mike Flynn wouldn't continue or would wrap up or what have you. He, he hoped blah, blah, blah. Comey has a memo and that dominates and pushes Seth Rich out of the news within a half hour. Amazing timing, um, I do say, uh, for something of this magnitude. So the Russia narrative collapses if they don't have a back pocket. Their back pocket is that Trump asked Comey in some capacity to kind of lay off the, you know, pump the brakes a little bit. Um, which, if he did, I don't like that. It's not cool, but it's not obstruction of justice. It's not impeachable. Um, see, that's this is where... I, I, actually, I actually love it because it's a guy like you and I would be going, look, head of the FBI, which is fucking pretty important, especially given what's going on in this country right now, stop going after the, some bullshit. If there was something, they'd find it by now. Yep. Yep. And as I said on the first episode, the Mike Flynn thing, the, 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 here's that hysteria going over the top. You don't have concrete evidence, so you have innuendos that you have to take care of. Um, hold on. My child is screaming about bugs. Matthew, I can't. I can't help you right now. I can't help you right now. I can't oh, help you right now. Got real, real I'm fast. doing a podcast right now. I'm doing a Ross, podcast. Ross, come out of the closet. Daddy, come out of the closet. No, I'm staying in the closet. I'm staying in the closet. Um, so... Beat it. Beat it. 
beat it, beat it. Come on, beat it. Um, anyway, anyway. I'll get balder if I don't get it. Matthew, I'm already losing enough hair as it is. It doesn't matter if I go bald. Please shut the door. Leave me in my closet. Leave me in my closet. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Seriously. Um, so anyway, so the Mike Flynn thing, we recapped it on the first episode. But just to reiterate, it was uh, Mike Flynn. Part of his job description is to meet with ambassadors and diplomats and foreign intelligence agencies as long as you're not saying anything classified or illegal. He met with some type of ambassador with Russia and the topic of sanctions came up. But here's the thing. They were wiretapping Michael Flynn, so they knew exactly what he was talking about. And Mike Flynn was asked the question, what are we going to do about these sanctions? Are we going to get rid of them? Mike Flynn basically had his I'll have more flexibility after the election conversation where he says, I can't speak to sanctions right now, but I'm sure when Donald Trump gets inaugurated, he'll be able to address this with you. That's what he talked about. That's the extent of the scandalous sanctions conversation. And now this hysteria has compounded for six months. And here we are. And Trump basically says, I really hope this stuff wraps up soon. I really hope there's there's nothing there because this is ridiculous. Yeah, going, Come on, Combs. Like, let's get this thing on the road. Right. No, and I don't I don't like the fact that it came up, but but Comey, so here's the thing. Here's what broke today, and the stock market actually went up because of it. Comey, on May 3rd, under oath, testified that no one that he had worked with in the presidency, in either um in either administration, no one had said through force, you need to stop this investigation. You need to do something in such and such a way. No one had said that. He said that would be a big deal if anyone did that. He says he's had people come in before and talk about a case and whether it's a legitimate case or not, but he's never had someone force them to close down a case because of optics or whatever. So the market goes up because on May 3rd, he had that testimony and he basically confirms there's nothing here. And I know he probably hates Trump and Trump hates him, but you know what? He likely hates Hillary as well. Um, I don't know how it's going to go down when he testifies next Wednesday, but I will say, under oath, he's already told us that nothing untoward happened. And I find it very curious that Trump fired him when he was in L.A. or wherever, and within minutes, Comey's office was police taped, which means not that he was doing anything wrong, but that it keeps out anyone from trying to tamper with evidence. So lost in the shuffle of people saying it's poor form to fire someone on the other side of the country, I get that. But if you have a feeling and a suspicion that Comey was going to do something sketchy with his memos, what do you do? You fire him when he's far away. And I think chess-wise, that's a good chess move. I'm not a 4D chess kind of guy. I don't think that Trump thinks 10 levels above everyone else. I know he's sharper than everyone gives him credit for. Um, I still think Putin's better at that game. But I think Trump actually planned that correctly to do that because now Comey can't tamper with evidence. He can't go back and throw stuff out. His room has been seized. He's no longer an employee of the FBI. Therefore, all of his shit was boxed up and is now, um, you know, under under subpoena, perhaps under some type of review. So so that's that with the, the Comey thing. I think next week. It's going to be a mixed bag. You're going to get some things that go against Trump, that some go for Trump. 
It'll just be more vague noise that the Democrats throw at the American public to knock down Trump a couple rungs so that they get those 125,000 votes back in Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and flip the election in 2020 back to a Democrat. That's what I think their strategy is. They can't win at the ballot box on policy, so they have to win on, you know, fake news lies about Russia, which each well, month... They're going to lose. They're going to get crushed because all of this is going to come out and it's a complete joke. Yep. Well, it's a waste of time. It's a waste of time. That's the other thing, too, that bothers me is like, is what a waste of time and money. Like, let's move fucking on. We're in $20 trillion in debt, people. Yep. What are you guys thinking? Yep. What are you thinking? But, but maybe, but it's also maybe it's their revenge for. So here's the thing. This, this remark comes out a lot on InfoWars. The Democrats always accuse the Republican candidate of what they've already done. Even if the Republican candidate has done something one-tenth as bad. You hear the story about what Hillary did with the emails, and then we talked about this in the first episode, the submarine guy that took one picture and is already in jail. Um, you know, you hear what people say about Donald Trump's sexual past, but they let Bill Clinton, the rapist, have a pass. Um, I was explaining this to someone, and they said, oh, well, it's it was only until Bill Clinton's second term when the Lewinsky stuff happened. We didn't know. And I said... Dude, in the 80s, he was raping women. He was raping women not named Jane Doe. Like, he was raping people. He's a very rapey human. So if you, 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 you want to catch a liberal in plantation mode, ask them the following. You know what's fucked up? We, yep. Can we just talk about this for a second? Talking about fucked up. So Haiti happens, right? Horrible, horrible earthquake strikes Haiti. Yep. And the UN goes in, followed by the Clinton Foundation. Correct. They're the ambulance right. chasers of of international philanthropy. And holy Christ, did they uncover a real big mess where they've been stealing kids. Stealing and, kids and pimping them off to the elites. And there's definitely ties to the Clinton Foundation with that, right? Yep. One of the women actually changed her name and identity uh, because she was so embarrassed by what went on in Haiti because she was... She was the facilitator for this kind of stuff. She was a, she was a uh, yeah, facilitator. She was a groomer. Is that yeah, what a groomer, a f- the female equivalent a of a fluffer. Procurer, procurer. Just like Sandusky was a procurer. He was just middle management for the pedophilia rings. Sandusky. That's right. The, the, you know, the, the ring that I think that I busted up, I, I think that that motherfucker is still out on the loose, and we'll uh, maybe have to do some research into that. That could turn into something here. That could turn into perfect. something special as well. So... We could actually we could do a whole series, we could do a whole season on that shit. Oh, That's we could. Turn into like a, uh, a serial type podcast. Because here's the thing, here's the thing. A lot of people, they just, they, they, everyone, to be fair, everyone's throwing around the term fake news a lot. And I think it gets cheapened, but it's good. It was a good pivot when Trump called CNN fake news. But I think people think everything that doesn't align to their worldview is fake news. Therefore, it's an unhealthy way of ignoring information. So the Seth Rich stuff. What, what's that? Don Lemon. Don Lemon. What's that? The brother? He's the the brother, yes. The one that every time someone like... Oh, he is. He's the guy that, like, anytime someone raises their voice, he piddles a little bit out of his pee hole and then will cut to a commercial break. He'll say something, he'll virtue signal, he'll say, like, that's not the kind of network we are and we're not going to tolerate that kind of language and, you know, you can take that you can take that opinion to the moon. We're not going to be like that around here. Let's go to a commercial break. 
and you're just like you fucking pussy like you can't handle debate is is don lemon gay he and uh yeah i think that he and uh it's been alleged that he and uh the vanderbilt vanderbilt cooper interesting (laughs) i did not know that i know See, that's the thing. CNN, it, it, like, if a tree falls in the forest, does it make a sound and no one hears it? Whatever. I, I botched that one. But no one gives a shit about CNN. But Don Lemon, like, he's drunk. He's getting his ear pierced on New Year's Eve. Get the fuck out he's of here. Horrible. He's, he's a piece horrible. of shit. Right. Um, I want to talk about this before we end this. This has been a big thing that's, uh, that's been bothering me. I want to know your idea about this because, I, I, God, and I really, we need to bring in guests and bring this back up. So if you've been following down in, you know, this has been happening down south quite a bit, and it's been going on past a decade. When I remember that uh, there were school, there was a school board or a school district that was looking to remove the word "nigger" from uh, Huck Finn, the Huck Finn books, and it, it, you know, that kind of blew my mind, right? You know, it's because it. it, 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 it it mixes in with a lot of stuff, right? Free speech, repressing history, right? Like, yep. you know, kind of fascism and, you know, that's a micro, it's, it, 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 it kind of blew my mind. And that was a story that I remember hearing about 10 years ago. Well, now flash forward, and this has, you know, been going on too. They're removing statues in New Orleans of, you know, four specific ones of Confederate uh, soldiers, Confederate, right? Yeah. Officers, right? Officers, Generals. Yeah. Generals, uh, you know those type folks, and I think they've removed three out of four as of right now. Under obvious a lot of controversy, but for some people, not at all. Like it is, it's the bee's knees. Of yeah. course, we're gonna do that. Why wouldn't we? So right. Before, before maybe you can I get an idea of how I'm even phrasing it and bringing it up, how I feel about it. What do you think about it, Ross? I see. I, I'm, I'm not as plugged into the southern way of life, way of doing things. Um, but I kind of, I don't, I don't like revisionist history. Like it is what it is. Uh, there's good and bad. It's there. There's a historical record. Um, but like it does, it, it runs the risk of the slippery slope that we always talk about. This happened when that, that asshole in, was it South Carolina, Dylan Roof shot up nine people and he had a Confederate flag and his, car or something and then there became this narrative where any mention of the confederate flag um should be beaten back into the you know dustbin of history and then if like if anyone saw this what it was truly doing and you kind of somewhat defended it you were labeled someone that defended the confederate flag and you're like well no that's not what i was saying my concern was what happens when someone shoots up a school with a don't tread on me flag where, what are you going to do? Because I'm not fucking taking that off my car, okay? Um, you have a don't try to me flag on your car. I have a don't try to me and an end the fed sticker. Oh, and I'm going to add a Jesus fish. Fed. I'm going to add a Jesus fish just for you. So, you know, let me take it to this place, though, because, you know, people make good points, and it's a very it's a very interesting issue. Uh, so I, I brought this up to somebody I was talking about, and, you know, their response, which I understand, and it's a good point, and it's a little different, I think, but... You go to Germany and you don't see statues of Hitler. Yep. Yep. Okay. I get that, right? Totally get that. Very extreme example. It's a good point, right? Yep. But 
I then throw back at it, and again, it's a little different, and we can dive into that to go down that rabbit hole if you want. But hey, uh, our founding fathers, you know, men who of which I think are some of the greatest men that have ever existed on planet Earth, they put together the greatest experiment. It is something that I feel like the left needs to take another class or two or ten or whatever it takes in, if nothing else, civility between people uh, that believe that they're right but fucking had to get along Mm -hmm. if they were going to make this happen. Yep, yep, yep. They had to actually listen to each other and, 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 you know what I mean, like, which we're not doing right now. Yep, yep. No, I agree, I agree. So, so there's, there's, cause there's, there needs to be some type of humbling and I don't think that's happening. I was humbled. You humbled me when it came to getting away from establishment, uh, Republicanism. Um, I think you were humbled when you felt Obama betrayed you and Bernie cucked out. We, we both admitted that we were led down a wrong direction. That's humble that we're being humble people when we do that. That's where the learning wakes up. When I, when Romney lost, that was the best thing for my political stances because I went full libertarian. Totally was so. You know, in, in going back to my point, um, you know, these founding fathers, almost all, if not all, owned slaves. Yep. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, right? So, think of the national. Jefferson fucked them too. He fucked the slaves he too. He fucked them and had some kids. Yeah. So, think think of the the, the monuments, right? Uh, that we have in D.C. Think of the monuments that are statues that are erected in different cities across the country and hometowns of these people yep. right because it's horrible slavery is no doubt horrible horrible part of our history and these men directly partook in that they own these slaves yeah are there statues next could be could be that's a good point that's a good that's a that is that is downhill on the slippery slope but that that's why you got to down south is that these are these are people who lost they didn't even win yeah right they were they were bad people they didn't even win they were traitors yep okay well let me take you one step further or not let, let, let's not say further or or backwards as a traitor how about we we go sidestep how about slave owner yes okay so why not hmm that's awful. Slave owner. Traitor. Ooh, you betrayed your country. Ooh, you owned another human being and maybe murdered them and caused their... Right? Like, horrible, horrible things. Yeah. Uh, any different? Yes, they're different, but, like, on a moral scale, any different? Ooh, good. Very thought-provoking. Well, yeah, and you're talking to someone who doesn't even fucking believe in God and morality, right? Which is what everybody in a lot of churches believe they own. And they don't. They don't own that either. Because here's someone that's thinking about that shit and is very conscious of it. And that's why I'm very conscious about down south going, mm, dangerous people, dangerous. Yeah. Super dangerous. Yeah. That's dicey. And you don't like that word dangerous, but I do. I like dangerous because I see this shit, right? This is what I see, and I'm going, mm-mm-mm, right? And I'm with you, though, about the revisionist history. No, yep. no, no. But you're yeah, seeing it through the looking glass, so that's good. You're, you're looking out and saying, where does this end? Well, listen, you know, listen, another point that I made is that, you know, it, it, I, was, I was chatting with someone else about this, is that, and I, I made an extreme case to make my point about the Holocaust and about the 
you know, these places like Auschwitz, right, where and a lot of people have been there. You can go there now, and they've made it somewhat of a historical museum. Right? Yep. And it's a, you know, and, and, as, and as I said, listen, museums and statues are not all great. Right, they're not. Sometimes they're remembrances, and that's part of what they are. They're not just in memory, right? In the Holocaust and in places like Auschwitz, yeah, of course, it's in memory of the the men and women and children that died in there. But it's just as much, so people can go and see those things, and they can say, "Oh shit, yep. let's not ever go down this path." Yep. Right, because we yep. can go see that. So when those statues are down south and they're standing there looking at people of traitors that did this really awful thing in our country, it's very similar, right? They can take that stance and go, ooh, look at that. It's a reminder. Let's not ever go there again. Right. But it's scary, so let's remove it. Let's, it's just as valuable a teaching lesson. You know what's fucking really dangerous? Removing those statues. You know who removes statues about things they don't agree with? ISIS. Yeah. They've been doing it in the Middle East for the past decade. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And now, and then, it, then it turns into not even the historical context. You hear there's a case where something was called Lynch Hall. So and so with the last name of Lynch left, left a donation to a college. They I'll named that out. they Where's named that? a hall after him, and now they're taking it out because Lynch is a is. What's that? Exactly, exactly. And that's why, again, I use that word and I use it liberally. It's dangerous, man. We're, we're, you know, the things that people are looking at and calling fucking dangerous, which are, they're not, they're not, right? Like, let's, let's remember, ooh, the Russians. Okay, you're right, you're right. Let's give it to him, Ross. Okay, here and right now, right now, I'm changing my thought. I'm changing my stance. I'm agreeing with these people. The Russians influenced our election. They did. I'm willing to admit it. And Hillary Clinton won by three million votes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Think about that. Yeah, you're right. They did. They did influence it. They influenced it so Hillary won the popular vote by fucking three million votes. So what next? What next? Right. What do you got? <laughs> what are they going to say? Okay, you're right. They influenced it for her. And we still got the right thing. So now what? Can we drop it? Right. Gotcha. And and that's you That's you being facetious and pretending. But yeah, I, get it, I get it, though. I get it, though. Yeah. How can you look, look, think of that double standard. Like, oh, well, you know, in one, in one arm, but they're doing it left and right, right? The Comey firing was another one. Comey firing was another one. Hillary, oh, she just came out and said, I lost because of Comey coming out. And the left goes, oh, Comey's the worst. He should go. Right, and literally a week later, if not less, Donald Trump fires him, and the left's going, "It's a conspiracy." Yeah. Hey, wait a minute! Why'd you fire him? He's a good man. He's a good man. The timing, right? Yeah, the timing. Well, if you and that's what I said. I said. So I said to people, I said, "Look, you know, you think the timing's suspicious, but you realize they're going to drag out Russia investigations for four to eight years." Listen, listen to every. Just take a step back, and everyone take a deep breath and listen to this. Right? Picture this. We all have people in our lives as family members, as friends, as co-workers that take on that personality, the one that I just described, right? Yep. Uh, hey, fuck that person, and then you fuck that person, and they go, ah, and you know what? 
they're annoying. Yeah. They're annoying in everybody that has those people. And think of them right now. Think of that person for you right now, whether in your work, your family, your friends. You try to avoid them as much as possible because that's fucking annoying. Yep. If nothing else. No, I agree. Who wants to be around that? And that's what these people are doing. Yep. Many of them, millions of them. And that's what, to your point, I'm hoping that some something's going to trigger them. They're going to spit up, right? Take the red pill and spit up that hook you have down your, your gullet. <laughs> you take your damn gullet, boy. Oh, get it out of your gullet. <laughs> but it's true. You know what it is? You know what it is? And I keep going back to being humble. It's introspection. And I kind of got into it. Republicans went through introspection after 2012. They couldn't run another moderate establishment. Fuck that. They didn't either, Rob. You're way wrong. You're dead wrong on that, dude. And again, think of what I just said about it, if you really believe, and about what really happened, if you're looking at it objectively on that stage with 13 fucking horrible candidates or 12 horrible candidates. And actually, no. You know what? It was 11 horrible candidates. Rand it Paul. Rand Paul, who is not a Republican, right? Yep. He is absolutely a libertarian, but again, ran as a Republican because he understands how politics works, as we described earlier. Right. Right? And Donald Trump. Right. Kind of like libertarian Democrat, more like us, who is now on their stage understanding again how it works from one, Roger Stone. Right. Get me Roger Right. Good good segue, good connecting point there. That was good. But it's true. That that, that is that's the Roger Stone brand. Right, so, but, uh, that's what I'm saying. Dude, there was no introspection there. Look at the fucking eleven clowns that the Republican Party put up on the stage. That's true. They the fact horrible. that the fact that Lindsey Graham got anywhere close to a stage is disgusting. The fact that a oh, third Bush fucking fat Christie and like all these other they were horrible. It was it was it was the actual eleven worst Republican personalities that they could have fucking put up on stage. So don't tell me that there was introspection from 2012. Yeah, oh, fair. That's a fair challenge. Fair challenge. Fair challenge. But at least they, they Donald Trump was the enema that kind of got the party to kind of grow a set of balls. You know no, what I mean? I, I disagree with this. He, he, they came kicking and fucking screaming every step of the way and he dragged them by their hair. Yeah. They wanted nothing more to see him fucking fall until they all recognize and went, oh, wait a minute, if he actually wins as one of us, then that might be good for us. Yep, yep. Yeah, job security assholes. Yep. Christ. Yep, yep. But a lot of them, as you know, are globalist shills, and they still had to answer to the people and the globalists and global corporations right. that elected them and gave them all the money. So that's what you still see now, right? Like, he's not just, while in Washington, he's not just defending himself against you know, liberal fascist, he's defending himself against classic Republicans who are, you know, coming out against him on everything that they're doing. Right, so you have and Mitch... For, God, I'm sorry, let me... One more. For, for people who are paying attention, or people who will listen to this, they're playing you. The, the, it's, it's sports ball politics, right? It's, yep. it's your Patriots, it's your football team against someone else's. That's yep. all it is. Yep, yep. And everyone... Right? And like, stop falling for it. Like, stop fucking spending... Stop spending your, your half your week's earning paycheck on going to this fucking sorry state of sports ball politics, right? Yep, yep. No, I agree. I agree, and I like what you've coined. You've coined a great phrase, and I think it's very powerful because it makes sports sense. Ball politics. Sports ball politics. We're all homers. Maybe, maybe, Ross, maybe that's the name of the podcast. 
sports ball. So what, 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 what do we want to call it then? We have to because every friggin' one is taken by schlubs that haven't been on since 2009. Anyway, um, but we'll, we'll get there. We're at the one hour and a half mark. We've done, without breaking a sweat, without having to dig up research, we just kicked ass for 90 minutes. Um, I defy I defy others to do that. Um, I don't think they can. Um, so, all right, so... Let's um, let's call it a wrap for today. We, these are not things we're going to edit because we are bringing raw truth. So there's no need to splice and and remove content. We don't get offended. So it's all what you hear is what you get. So anything else from you, Mister Mister Hopkins? Uh, I mean, Jesus, yeah, of course. There's a million and one things. Oh yeah, that's why we'll have to tape another podcast soon. But we're going to release these as fast as we can. I mean, these are easy for us to do because we're informed people. So um, we want to get this off the ground. We'll think of a better name. Uh, that'll come out. We'll have a nice, cute little logo and whatnot. So. Oh, I'd just like to thank, before we before we get off, I'd like to thank our sponsor, uh, Senorita Taco Shells. Uh, and 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 it's, it's just been an honor working with them. And thank you so much. And go to senoritatacoshells.com and you know make your order they come crunchy they come soft uh they come right to your door you can have a subscription uh for your family so you know taco night it's senorito taco shell night hey and my sponsor is lemonparty.org lemonparty.org okay everybody should go to that no they Uh, shouldn't that's not safe for work Go on your own time, Steve, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, Okay, so that's a good thing to end on. Um, But um, until further notice, Steve, stay on the phone, but I think we are done for tonight's podcast. Thank you all. All right, thanks. We'll see you next time.